Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Roisin. And welcome to the Fitness Fertility Podcast. This podcast is all about how improving your physical fitness can help support you on your very own fertility journey. I'm a personal trainer who specializes in training women with fertility problems. I myself have PCOS and have had two beautiful boys, and I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Before we get into it, we will be discussing adult themes such as where do babies come from, pregnancy loss and bereavement. We may also be sweary from time to time. We are optimistic, lighthearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that. In this week's episode of the Fitness Fertility Podcast, I am delighted to welcome Laura Biggs to the show. Laura is CEO of her company, Intuitive Events Limited, and founding director of Menopause Mandate, an impressive group of women revolutionizing the support and advice we receive about menopause and perimenopause. Laura is also the managing director of The Fertility Show, which is taking place in London this weekend, Saturday 20th and Sunday 21st of May. And after her own difficult fertility journey, she has two children, one teenager and a toddler. Laura, welcome to the Fitness Fertility Podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Could you start just by telling us about your own fertility journey? Yes, I can. It's long, but the shortened version. My fertility issues started when I was 35 when I discovered that I had endometriosis, which back then, because I'm now 50, was unheard of. I didn't know what it was. You couldn't really look it up on the internet back in those days. There was definitely no support groups and certainly no fertility podcasts. (laughs) It was a bit of a shock. I'd been trying for over a year and it hadn't been happening. And I saw a lovely specialist and he said, I think you've got endometriosis. And that was my first laparoscopy. After that, I fell pregnant four months after and he is now 17. And we just couldn't get pregnant again. And then I went back and had another laparoscopy because I felt actually that the endometriosis had come back and that didn't work either. Still couldn't get pregnant. And I had a third laparoscopy and that didn't work either. Eventually we went for IVF. At that point, I'm now 42 and uh, no, nothing. And actually I had a miscarriage as well. Mm. I remember being utterly devastated that the IVF didn't work because they were telling me we had these great embryos and there was no reason because I'd fallen pregnant before and carried a child before that I should be absolutely fine. No one had mentioned to me that actually at 42, I was getting on a bit, right? And my eggs weren't as good as they could be, despite all of these markers that actually can't change the age of your egg. When it didn't work, I remember being absolutely flawed and couldn't really deal with it. It took me a while to get over it. We went back because we did have a frozen embryo. I wasn't so devastated when this one didn't work because I kind of prepared myself. But then we decided to think about alternative routes. We went to a couple of adoption meetings and that wasn't quite right for us. And then just decided, actually, we've got a dog, as lots of people do. (laughs) That was our fur baby to keep William company because he's now eight and put it to rest. But then I started working at the fertility show and I kept going to the show. And every time, I mean, I know you've been to the show, but when you come to the show, if anyone is coming along, it's really emotional. And if you've been on a fertility journey or have had fertility issues, then it is a really, really overwhelming place to be because you're surrounded with other people who are going through what you're going through and or been through. And it's heartbreaking, actually. Mm. It's a really tough place to be and I found it very difficult to do that albeit I wanted to help other people 
Anyway, I went to lots of seminars because I was running the show at this point and I kept going to the seminars for older women. And I discovered at the show that actually the chances of having a baby via an egg donor were much higher. What I didn't know when I was trying is that you can carry a child within reason at any age. It's the age of the egg that's the important thing. And you revert to the age of your donor. I then started to talk to Phil, my husband, about it. The not a day goes by that I don't think about the baby that we didn't have and mm. it's always always there why don't we give it one more go and then I can think I, I've tried everything I don't want to look back and say what if we went off and we had our treatment in Spain we went through a brilliant clinic and it was great and it was really easy actually to do the treatment and um, we got pregnant at the age of 47 Hurrah! <laughs> and then we were literally literally in shock and went oh, it's worked. And now I've got, as you say, a teenager and a toddler. And I feel utterly, utterly blessed. I love that story. And I also love that you just didn't quit. When I was getting ready for my daughter, I got myself into the best physical shape I could because I knew I was older. And I trained a lot to be ready. This is it, Mm. though, because people just want to give it the best shot they've got. And a lot of the women I work with are older. Um, mm. just because by the time you get to fertility or fertility issues, you do tend to be older. But what type of training did you do? I had a personal trainer, actually, and but he was a guy that I'd been training with anyway, and he was really nervous. <laughs> I did a lot of running, loved it, and I ran right up until I was 22 weeks, actually. <gasps> That's very impressive. 47-year-olds don't run a lot of the time anyway, let alone when they're you know, that pregnant. Wow. And you mentioned that you had endometriosis, and obviously today a lot more is known about it. If you could speak to your younger self, what would you wish you had known about endo? I'd say freeze your eggs. Mm. Oh gosh, if only I'd known. Basically, you're having invasive laparoscopies that are going in and fixing one problem but creating another. I don't blame at all the specialists that treated me because I didn't think they knew that back then. Mm. You know, They wouldn't have known to say, actually, what you should do before we do this invasive surgery is let's freeze some eggs because you're still young and it could take you a lot longer to get pregnant and we might need to have some help and yes. that's what I would say and also I think it's a condition even though I've had it it's so hard to express and understand because it hasn't been researched properly mm. and we know that it can affect people in different ways and some people are absolutely riddled with it and don't even know they've got it and other people mm. have got it mildly in excruciating pain and it's interesting isn't it because I remember when I met my um, consultant he said to me how are your periods and I said, well, I don't know because I don't know what anybody else is like. I only know what mine are like. But <laughs> what we should be taught, and I think it's different now, is that this is the normal amount of blood. Show people this is what you should lose in a day. If you're losing any more than this, or you're changing your tampon more than every two hours, there's an issue. Or if you're taking painkillers, mm. you know, I was taking three or four days worth of painkillers. I couldn't get out of bed. Terrible bowel problems. And actually... I did some talks with Carla Cressy, who will be at the show, who's incredible. If you are an endo sufferer, she's your girl. It's only when I was talking to her and I started to think, actually, all of these things. And I had no idea. So what would I tell my younger self? Freeze your eggs and get as much information about your condition as possible. Don't give up. If it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Yeah, absolutely. And in your story, you mentioned, you know, a lot of this was triggered by going to the fertility show. Mm. I've had a lot of people ask me, what is the fertility show? Well, the fertility show is a place to come if you're looking for a route to parenthood. 
a parent who doesn't come naturally to you, whether that is you're struggling to conceive because of your fertility or your partner's fertility issues, or if you're deciding to go alone, or you're in a single sex relationship and you need some fertility help because you can't do it on your own. If you're thinking about adoption and you're looking at alternative routes to parenthood, if you're thinking about egg donation, sperm donation, what we plan for the show to be is somewhere safe and informative that you can come and really get to listen to some incredible experts, advocates and ambassadors who've been on the journey that you're on. Meet lots of clinics who are there to help you on your journey. I don't think you'll make some final decisions there, but you would find some information that will be able to help you navigate that often quite tricky route to parenthood. Yeah, absolutely. And quite a few people have kind of said to me, why do we need a fertility show? I can just go to a clinic or I can just Google things online. How would you answer that? Why do we need the fertility show? I think you can. You absolutely can just Google. When I went for my first round of IVF, I'd never been to the fertility show. I'd never heard of it. I think back and if I had been, I probably would have made some more informed decisions. Um, I think fertility is a lot about connection. Choosing your clinic. Can I get there? Is it local? But do I bond with the team? Do I like the people? Have I met the doctor? And at the fertility show, what you do get access to, even if you just come for this, to be honest, is that there's the top doctors on the stands. So you get a chance to ask them a couple of key questions for free, which is is great. (laughs) If you're going into fertility treatment, you are spending a lot of money Mm -hmm. and really do your research. Come and listen to some talks, some seminars. It's all there in one place. I have to say, when I came down last year, I completely agree with what you said at the very beginning. It was a really emotional experience. But what I also found was it was a really safe space. Yeah, I would hope that everybody there would be mindful of that. You're not going to have anyone who's going to say anything inappropriate to you. And if they did, come and tell us. It is a place (laughs) where they understand and also they understand that there are some tricky issues that come into the show. One of them, I would never leave me, actually. I met a mother and daughter, and they came up to me and asked me about the surrogacy workshop. And I said, you know, it was yesterday, and that was before COVID, before we recorded everything. And what had transpired is that this gorgeous young woman sadly had cancer, and she had to have surgery, so she would no longer be able to carry a child on her own. But she had frozen her eggs before the treatment. And her and her mother were there to discover a way that they could find more about surrogacy. And actually, it transpired that her mum was considering being her surrogate. Oh, wow. And that was such a moving conversation that I had. And I always think about this mother and daughter and what happened. And I remember saying, because the mum wasn't that much older than me, I said, I think that you could probably carry the baby and it would be the best gift that you could ever give. That's the kind of conversation that you can have at a show. Oh my goodness. But you're right. It's a safe space. They can ask those questions. And what I really enjoyed about last year and thought was so important was you get such good information given back to you. Just speaking to the top doctors, you know that you're getting good quality information. And obviously with fertility, that's absolutely key. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you have talks and you record these talks. How does this work and who do you have speaking? We changed it actually last year. For years, the fertility show used to invite speakers, and we still do invite speakers, but they would come up and do a presentation. There would be a screen. Lots of them would come in with their PowerPoint presentations, and some better than others. You know, the doctors are not marketeers or salespeople. (laughs) 
some of the screens were a little bit, you know, hard to read and also quite medical speak. What we decided actually was to turn it into an interview. Every theatre is hosted by a fertility patient or a professional host, but everyone's been on a fertility journey, so they know what they're talking about. And we ask our experts five questions about the topic that they're talking about, five key questions that everybody should know about that subject matter. And then we go to the audience for questions. A, I think you get a better experience as an audience because you're listening to an interview and a chat, essentially. B, the host will interrogate them and ask them the questions that perhaps you wanted to ask. And C, you can ask a question and not feel so nervous. And to answer your question, we have 35 speakers over the two days of the show covering most areas of of fertility. So we'll we'll start with actually what is fertility and what you should know. We've got sessions on male fertility, endometriosis, PCOS, adoption, donor conception, dealing with stress, mental health, protecting your relationship, how to choose a clinic, how to choose a clinic abroad. In every area, we've got acupuncturists, nutritionists, and if you're looking for holistic support, adoption agencies. All the speakers are listed on our website. And how it works is you buy a ticket to come to the fertility show. But if you want to watch one of our talks live, you book yourself a seat and you can come and watch and ask your questions. As a ticket holder, you get access to all the talks on our digital platform, which is live a week after the show. So we record all of the seminar talks and your ticket will allow you to watch those. So even if you go to a couple and there's a few that you didn't quite get to because you didn't have enough time in your schedule, you can always catch up the six weeks after the show. Like you said, it's a big deal for people. You know, it's quite an emotional event. So if you can watch the talks, even if you watch them back because you might have missed a bit of information, it stops people being too overwhelmed. They can watch it in the comfort of their own home. And I also like that you're basically covering every single possible fertility thing that you need to know. Anything that you're interested in, it's there. Try to, and if there's anything we're missing, let's put it in the program. I do feel because you are emotional, there's a lot to take in. And these are, as you say, brilliant, brilliant experts speaking. And it's great to be able to go back and listen to them and say, What did James Nicolita say? What did he say about that? What were they saying? What was the percentage chance? Watch it at home, watch it with your partner. Yeah. But I'd say, say, anyone on their fertility journeys, don't make any rush decisions. Sometimes we're all thinking time is on our side. And I get that because I was, I was that woman. But all I would just say is no one should be pressurizing you at the show to make a decision. If that ever happened, then definitely let me know. I would hope that everybody would feel a little bit more educated, a bit more mm-hmm. informed. Yeah, absolutely. And like you just said, you can show your partners Yeah, if you both can't come down. Some of the women I spoke to last year, they were trying to do things solo. And I think for them, it would also be really beneficial because, again, just the sheer amount of information they're having to process on their own. Yeah. Following nicely on from that, for anyone that is coming down to the show, what key pieces of advice would you give just to help them get the most from the event? Check out the website. But we've got the Let's All Talk stage, um, the brilliant Sophie is hosting. And this is where you'll meet our ambassadors and people who have been or are on a fertility journey. I really love that space. It's quite a new feature for us. There's three sessions, so definitely try and grab one of those. It's a really inclusive space. Basically, it's a chat around a kitchen table. Sophie talking to her fertility friends and finding out about their stories and, and helping others. I would have a look at what's going on and kind of pick out what you want to do. Have a look at the exhibitor list and actually we'll put a new floor plan up there um, so people can kind of navigate their way. 
Lots of the clinics do pre-arranged talks, actually. Um, so if there is a clinic that you're wanting to see, reach out to them. They're all on the exhibitor list and ask them if they're doing any pre-booked appointments because it's worth it if you really do want to see a clinic to try and get a space with them. If you can't do that, then I'd say get to the show nice and early and, and, and try and book in a slot to see any of the conditions that you wanted to see because lots of them do consultations at the show. And check out the parlour workshops. They are new as well. And that's a really nice holistic space where you can do some journaling. You'll talk about how you deal with loss. Um, and then a bit of yin yoga going on there in the afternoons. Don't worry, you don't have to don your light for her. You can come <laughs> and just do some gentle stretching and mindfulness classes. So plan your day and, and plan your travel. Olympia, I wish it was easier. It's not the easiest place in the world to get to. But basically, it's a short walk from Hammersmith or Elscourt. It's fine. Honestly, I am not great at transport and I got there no trouble. I've had a few questions kind of thrown at me on Instagram. So um, if it's okay, I'm just going to kind of fire them at yeah. you. The first question I got is very straight to the point. Is there any free stuff? Well, you know what? The Let's All Talk sessions are free. Lots of people bring weird paraphernalia, weirdly. <laughs> I don't kind of get that. But I've brought home some sperm key rings in the past and sperm pens and rubber eggs that some people think are good freebies. I'm not sure about that. Okay. okay <laughs> I've also yeah. taken home some really nice vitamins as well. So there might be. It's not a gimmicky show, really. There's nothing You'll get some good free advice, I would say, would be the key thing. Yeah, absolutely. We did get asked, are there things there from men? I think you've kind of covered that already, but do you want to answer just very clearly for people? Yeah, we know if you're in a heterosexual relationship, the suicide issue could be 50% of the problem. And mm -hmm. that just is not talked about. So we do talk about it a lot on the show. There are dedicated sessions for men on Saturday and Sunday. There's a great stand called Logics Pharma and they have a very big area dedicated to men. And I hear there is even a, a racing console there. Am I allowed to go? Yes, of course. Yeah, not just for men. But yeah, there is. And there is a lot more talks for men than ever before. One question that I got asked was, can you only go if you're kind of experiencing fertility issues? I think what they meant was, what if there were friends coming along? Is it okay to go if you don't have fertility issues, if you're maybe supporting someone else? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lady there last year who was with her work colleague, which I thought was lovely. And she was considering her options potentially on her own. And she'd come along with a colleague from work who came to support her. Lots of mothers and daughters, actually. And if you really are caring for someone, there is carer tickets as well. So if you are a genuine carer and you're looking out for somebody who needs support to get to an event, then um, carers obviously come for free. Tickets can be booked right up into the second that you're in the foyer. So book in advance on your phone. You can just do it literally when you're there. I know it's a big step to come to a facility show and it's hard, but it really will help with those big decisions that you might have to make. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been fabulous speaking to you and also just incredibly helpful. Thank you for having me. Great to chat to you. Maria, what an incredible woman. Like, what a story. She just didn't give up and she found a way around her problem. And I love that she's now taken her experience and she's using it to help other people through the fertility show. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really come full circle, hasn't it? I was just amazed that she was doing this at 47. I know that is incredible. <laughs> and that just gives so much hope to women that think it's kind of over for me. 
you know, I'm just too yeah. old. It also gives a huge amount of hope to women that, that maybe want to become surrogates. I love that story about the mum and daughter that she met at the fertility show and the daughter had cancer and therefore couldn't carry. And the mum was considering it. And I just think, what a gift to give to your child if you could potentially do that. And then obviously using her experience to help build a show that that really understands and really connects with its audience. I completely agree. And from experience of being there, it really is a safe space and people genuinely do understand and they genuinely want to help. So for anyone coming down to the Fertility Show, it is the 20th and 21st of May, which is this weekend in London Olympia. And if you head over to fertilityshow.co.uk, you can buy tickets and come on down and say hello. And we're going to be there as well. So if you want to come and meet us, we're going to be at stand B58. We can't wait to see you. So, Maria, what will we be speaking about next week? In next week's show, we will be doing our end of month Q&A. Now is the time to send us in your questions. Send them in via Instagram, send them in via email at info at fitnessfertility.com and we will be sure to answer them in the show. So tune in next week, Friday's show for our Q&A. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week and please rate, comment and really importantly share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive sisters. You never know who's struggling and they may need that little bit of extra help. This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors. We strongly recommend that you consult with your doctor before beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Get everything checked out first. Your safety is our priority. This has been a Worth a Listen production.